1: C103 now, the front page of this week's Southern Star newspaper leads with the story of a row over the cataract buses which are organised between West Cork and uh, Belfast. One of the main organisers, of course, being independent Dáil deputy for West Cork, Michael Collins, who joins me this morning, along with Fine Gael Senator Tim Lombard, who says Michael is scaremongering at the uh, moment. Uh, good morning to you, gentlemen, and you're welcome to the programme. morning. morning Michael, let me start with you first. You're organising as many bosses as you can between now and the end of the month. Are you simply fearful that post Brexit this scheme will stop?
0: Certainly, uh, Patricia. We um, have been. Made, it's been made quite clear to me in the Dáil and to my colleagues and to other TDs throughout the country that are using the uh, using the service that we have taking people uh, to Northern Ireland for either cataract or and ease, that this may end um, at, on, on the last day of December. We have no guarantee in place for this to, con- uh, for this to continue, other than the guarantee that Senator Lumber stated in the Southern Star uh, that's, that's, that was published yesterday. And I am delighted if Senator Lumbert is, is correct, and maybe he can clarify as to how he has got that information, where his other colleagues haven't got that information
1: to Okay, let me bring in Senator Tim Lombard. What leads you to believe, Tim, that this scheme will go ahead from the 1st of January?
2: Morning, Patricia. Good morning Tim. Thank you very you. much for having me on. Um, first of all, I think this goes back to how we've actually managed the Brexit process over the last four years. And the full implementation of the protocol between Northern Ireland and Ireland has been the key issue in how we're actually going to move this forward. And this is about common travel area. It's about sharing healthcare services. It's about how we're going to share this island going forward in this new Brexit scenario itself. And because of that protocol that was put in place, the full implementation of it was even discussed yesterday in Clare Show by the Minister of for Foreign Affairs, Simon Coveney. I knew into detail about that protocol guarantees cross-border healthcare. It guarantees the ability for people, and particularly on the northern half of the country, to actually access healthcare and vice versa regarding people from Northern Ireland coming to the Republic. It also gives free movement of people and free movement of transportation, which has been a huge issue, in particularly for the people in the northern half of this country. And this is what we've been trying to get clarified, and there is clarification with a protocol that was put in place nearly a year ago. Without that protocol... In the next literally twenty days, we would be building a kind of ring around Northern Ireland if we had a hard Brexit. And look, let's be honest: we're in a very, very serious now that it could be a hard Brexit, and it could be a really significant issue. And it, it, but
1: isn't that the danger, Tim? If it is a No Deal Brexit, yes. Are you saying the protocols will still remain in place even absolutely. if there is
2: absolutely those protocols? Otherwise. Otherwise, the doomsday scenario without this protocol is that you don't have that free movement of people. You don't have the ability to access health care north and south. And all those issues have been agreed, and the British Parliament have agreed to this. I think the Minister or the President of the European Parliament last week actually announced it as well. And if you listen back to Claire Burn's show whatever like on on another channel yesterday, the Minister of Foreign Affairs went into exceptional detail regarding clarity regarding where this protocol is without that protocol. But why why is
1: nobody then speaking to the people that are operating these schemes? I mean I have a letter in front of me from the Kingsbridge Private Hospital where the cataract uh, operations in the main uh, go on and the CEO there is saying that they tried to get clarification from the HSE and they have confirmed as of the 10th of September that I, uh, that the hospital have not received any confirmation of the arrangements for patients in 2021 and therefore for that reason we're advising patients that they won't be eligible to use the directive after the 31st of December.
2: And I can't comment on what... I'm a CEO of a private hospital in another jurisdiction is saying, because I had no interaction with him. All I can really talk about is what work we did yes, last week when it came to the Brexit bill that came to the Shannon, where we discussed these details at Lint. We went into the actual how, who and what and what was involved because we needed to get clarity, because people needed to know what was happening. And it's very unusual for me as a personality to be so kind of direct about my feelings regarding an issue. But I just thought we needed to get clarity on this. It affects people in definitely my part of the world in Cork, but it affects the entire country as well.
1: OK, Michael, are you scaremongering by putting uh, well, on these extra buses? Yeah, everything well, will be a, fine in, a, in the new year?
0: That's what Senator Lumber said. I was uh, grossly, grossly, sorry, irresponsible, scaremonger and reckless. But, uh, Patricia, I have had interaction with all the hospitals in north, even up to 5 past 11 last night, to see had they got any clarity, and they hadn't. Right, number one, I've had interaction with the HSE. i had interaction with the Taoiseach on the 6th of October, in a leader's questions, I asked the Taoiseach, we, and he said, we must avoid having people go to the, travel to the north for cataract uh, and to open a cataract theatre in Cork, we fully agree with that. But he said, in the meantime, we are trying to develop a bilateral agreement so that people requiring surgery can, can go north. Minister Phelan on the 25th of the 11th, 20 in a topic of questioning system, he said the cross-border as we know it will no longer apply from the 1st of January. He continued to say Minister Donnelly and his department have been carrying out extensive examinations of a possibility of setting up an unrelated cross-border type arrangement. He said, this work is detailed and complex with many legal issues and is ongoing with a view that it might be retained. Minister mm-hmm. Donnelly replied to me last week, said the same thing, and only yesterday, and it can be seen in my Facebook and anywhere. Your leader, Senator Lumber, your leader, not me, not anybody else scaremongering or shouting, said in a question I raised in the leader?" he said the cross-border directive scheme uh, which And I asked him, would it continue that, you know, the people that were going for cataracts and procedures going to continue his is, I can't give you a clear reply, as I would like to. As some of these issues are being worked out, we are trying to put an alternative arrangement in place to retain the status quo when it comes to cross-border health care. And he said, this has not yet been worked out. And when now, did he say
1: that? When, when yesterday.
0: Yesterday. yesterday. 5 to 1. No, and that's the refer back. at all. OK, moment, I'll let moment, you... Wait, for minute, go Senator. on, Thank let my, my one of two, uh, there's, one that, there's one or two things here, Senator. It's either you are not aware of what's going on, because there has been agreement on cancer patients going from Donegal to Derry, and for um, heart patients going from Northern Ireland to the South of Ireland. That is an agreement, I accept that. But you either are not aware of what's going on in relation to the cataracts and the CBD you there, or else the me on Martin, Minister Fian, Minister Donnelly and t sorry
2: Leo Gragge have been misleading the law It's one or the other
0: Okay, let so Tim t- t- t-
2: t- back t- in you, yeah, thank, thank you very much, Neil And I think, do you know all I'm trying to do is bring clarity from my work that I've done in the Shannon and particularly through the actual Brexit bill process that came through the Shannad last week I think there's actually a separate paragraph within that that mentions the actual buses itself and the running of the buses regarding the protocols going to Northern Ireland. So when you actually take into consideration that it's actually mentioned in the protocol, the activity of buses going to Northern Ireland to go access private hospitals, that is the reason I came out so strongly on this. Very rarely do you have a piece of legislation that actually even mentions such an activity. We had that regarding the Brexit on bill. I was involved in that in the Senate last week. And, like, you know my personality. I'm not one that kind of jumps up and down and goes mad about things. I'm kind of, you know, monotone. This was something that we just had to get clarity on because there's huge issues coming down the line with Brexit, whether it's farming, fishing, tourism, where our actual industries are going to go. These are really serious issues that we have to start grappling with in the next 20 days. Because like when I was even talking to COVID people in Brussels a while ago, we're very, very unsure where the next 48 hours are going to go. And, we really and, I,
1: and I think that's what worries and concerns people. We don't know where we're going to be if there is a no-deal Brexit.
2: And if we have a no-deal Brexit, a hard Brexit is probably the best thing we're going to have now at this stage, the knock-on effect you'll have for West Cork Industries, whether it's the car whether it's the fishing industries, whether it's the tourism industries, is going to be beyond belief. It's very hard to describe it. And we had a COVID issue over the last eight or nine months. And because of that, Brexit wasn't discussed, unfortunately, to the degree it should have been. But we are literally to the pinch point now and it could literally go the other way. And I think that is a real scenario for us. Okay. When you look back in,
1: but Michael, are you taking any comfort from what Tim is saying? I'll
0: take no comfort whatsoever from Tim or any other deputy until I hear that there is a scheme in place. His own leader said yes, so there isn't. Um, the leader of our country on the 6th of October said there isn't. The the The, the senior minister for health last week said there wasn't. And Minister Feeling, um, three or four days in a topical question said there wasn't anything in place, but they're trying to put something in place. I respect that. Well, I can, and I can see a lot of
1: people are contacting us saying, you know, people who've been on the bus or family members who went up north and um, saying that they don't, they'd be blind today if, if it wasn't for it. And Tim, isn't that in itself, isn't there something wrong that we are even sending in the main elderly people on a bus to Belfast for a procedure that takes 20 minutes?
2: Oh, I concord totally and that's why we're delighted that the actual Southern of Firmary development is actually move ahead and in the next 18 months we'll have a two cataract um, sort two cataract uh up and running inside the Southern Infirmary Complex. It's taken too long yeah, to get Yeah, but a
1: lot
2: of people can't if wait, Tim. I, I agree totally, and it's taken an awful long time to get that up and running. And look, I would have worked with Colin Burke in particular to try and get that up and running in the last six months. We've got a few million euros together to actually solve this issue. We should never have had the scenario that people had to go to Northern Ireland to get these cataracts done. There should have always been a, a backup plan in place when the backlog came. But at least now we have something in line that we're going to have in the next 18 months to cataract theatres put in place inside, in the, inside in the South Infirmary that are going to be dedic- are dedicated towards that, which will solve the issue. OK, we
1: and, and we, we can't wait for the day that that, that opens. And in and the meantime, Michael, regardless of what Tim is saying, you're the people you're dealing with at the hospital in Belfast, Kingsbridge, are saying we're not taking any more patients from you because we don't believe the arrangements are in place.
0: Well, they're they're saying to to us that they're genuinely at capacity. Uh, They're almost going 24-7. They've given me one more clinic space, so I'm taking my list from 151 down to... But they won't
1: give you any dates for the new year.
0: What they said is the only arrangement that the HSC are accepting at the moment is if I book somebody in um, and they accept that consultation... Uh, that they might mail out two buses in January, but that's only on the basis that they're booked in in December. But I cannot get any more space this year. But to is the
2: it space uh, is the issue, or is it the HSE not funding it? The HSE will not fund it. So is I, it. I think, like if space is the issue, it's a different issue now, Michael. I think no, no, no. But, like no, no, the real issue here now I'm has sorry, to be about making the the, yeah, the, the, the 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 protocols that we put in One,
1: one voice, gentlemen.
2: One, one. Just an issue in a protocol. I never
1: gentlemen, to gentlemen, gentlemen, we're getting nowhere. One they voice. Okay, one, one voice, Michael. It is it, okay, there obviously is a capacity issue this side of Christmas in, in Kingsbridge. Uh, yeah. Will they accept patients into the new year?
0: Patients, as long as the HSE will uh, give them the reimbursement, the HSD said, "If you book me uh, in December, we'll accept maybe two, uh, maybe both 14, 15, 16 patients in January." But okay, after that, if, there is people, a team if people, if people, no longer in place and they can't fund it. That.
1: Okay, so that's that's, that's clearly what did. That's, and that's what the
0: minister said. That's what the. Said, the said,
2: and Senator Lumberton Okay, said, and
1: okay. you're disputing that, Tim. You're saying that if somebody goes in January and books I'm in,
2: I'm asking he... the question. I think it was raising the issue that they were going doom in January, which was an issue with capacity. He mentioned the word capacity. I never mentioned. Okay, that well, memory.
1: that's this side of Christmas. That's but but are you sa- are you saying, Tim, that if my granny needs a cataract operation in February, I will be able to go in February to the HSC and book her into Belfast?
2: If the protocols that are in place that I have read are implemented which they will be that'll, that's exactly what will happen but there's an
1: if we need to oh no, the pro- no if
2: the if is the implication of the protocols have been announced they were announced 12 months ago they've been implemented I think Minister Coveney was on another show last yesterday going over the details of that so you've got to take that into consideration and that implementation of the protocols allow for cross-border activities that activities as healthcare and other issues because if we don't agree with that protocol literally what we're going to say is in the next 20 days, we're going to be building a ring around Northern Ireland, having border controls and having no cross-border health Okay, yet. we're going no ha- just
1: control. going to have to wait and see as to what happens. Uh, Tim, thank you for that thank and, and thanks to. for joining us. Uh, Michael, can you just want to have you on the line. Um, I heard something yesterday that you said when you were asked, would you take the COVID-19 vaccine? And you said no.
0: No, I wasn't I I think media reports are are, are wrong there what I said was and I'm quite comfortable with that um, is is that I need to know um, uh, basically the ingredient of what I'm taking no one in this country should automatically run uh, into their doctor's clinic or wherever these these vaccinations uh, would be administered and just take it for the sake of taking we need to know and we need clarity. That's Everyone, every media person that rang me, that's exactly the answer. Again, okay, and I, I, I heard
1: clarity. that. That's what I heard yesterday. I heard you saying that you need to know what the ingredients are. I googled what are the ingredients in the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. It's all over the internet. You can find out exactly what is contained in the vaccine.
0: Patricia, a what I'm saying is, number one, uh, I mean, look, Pfizer, you know, they're going to sell the product they're going to make. Millions and millions of euros. No, these are no, these. Are, no, no, no,
1: no don't, don't say that. Don't say that. There, There's very yeah. clearly scientists and immunologists who've been working on this, people who've got nothing whatever to do with and Pfizer, yes, who have signed sure off on, on this, and they know every single ingredient that is in those vaccines.
0: And remember one thing, Patricia, the people that have been uh, working on this usually takes eight. 10 years to work on a a vaccine like this. All of a sudden it's it's come before us within six or seven months. Yeah, but I've also... Hang on now, hang on now, hang on,
1: hang on. I'm I'm going to fact fact check you you on that. I'm going to fact check you on that because I also looked into that and the reason that they've managed to get a vaccine out so quickly was the scientists and the immunologists were already working on a SARS vaccine and we know that the coronavirus is a form of the SARS vaccine. They then just diverted all of the knowledge that they had and put it into the coronavirus. That's how they managed to get it out so quickly. So you can't say they suddenly just did it in a few months. They didn't. They've been working on it for many years. And my so go on, your was, next point. Sorry,
0: my decision is going to be based on what my doctor or my medical people will will, will, um, will advise me on. But I also made it very clear to the media that there's 25% of people in this country saying they're worried or they don't want to take this. And I've said that the concentration of the government should be on that 25 to try and bring it down to 15 to 10 till the if there's fears out there. Because I never mentioned any of the fears that might be out there tell you the, any fears out there to make sure that that 25% doesn't go up to 40 or 50%. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying I won't absolutely. take it and I would, will never have Absolutely, to, uh, People have to make up their own money. They can't be forced to take it or they can't be forced not to take it either. From, from
1: anyone. No, I, I accept that but I think people need to get the correct information, arm yourself with the correct. knowledge so that when you do make the decision, because if we look back on I heard of a professor yesterday who was giving some kind of a conference and he put up on a slide, he was showing back in the early 1900s, the amount of people that were dying from infectious diseases like diphtheria and um, TB and polio, all of those have been eradicated because we have a vaccine. Vaccines work. We have to get out this pandemic we have to save lives and vaccines are the way to go but you need to arm yourself with the correct information and
0: that's, that's what I've saying okay. the government I, I'm right. advising the government okay. I'm with the government through the dog well, well, it was just, sure it was there's 25% that are worried out there there's a lot of them we'll never take it no matter what we can't do anything but I put this there's 25% of people saying out there they are worries there's definitely 15 percent of
1: them could be brought up, that worry factor. Well, we need to seventy to eighty percent of us to get herd immunity, and then we'll be able to protect the ones that don't immunity. want to take it. Okay, absolutely. okay. Listen, listen. It was just just when I heard you saying you didn't know what the ingredients were. It's very easy to find out the ingredients. Anyway, listen. I'd
0: rather that coming from the, a medical professional, and I'd, well, I'd take what, that advice. I take that advice from my medical people. Yeah, absolutely. Going for them, and, and I'm sure
1: ma- any any medical expert will go through it item by item for you. The information is there. Listen, good luck with your buses to Belfast; yeah, they're so it's important. And a happy Christmas to you, Christmas to you as well. And a lot of people saying only for Michael Collins and Danny Healy. Way there would be a lot of people go would have gone blind around this country. Well done to Michael for all that he's doing. Eighteen fifty three 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 one zero three. Our lines are open.
3: Here's a cool fact.